and now I have... Is it working? Hey, fucker. I think it's working. Is it working? Yeah. It is. It's been like... that even does. Hello, hello. Penis. <laughs> penis in mouth disease. <laughs> she had penis in mouth disease. And finally, we cured her. Is this on? Is this? It's on. It's time? Is this? It's fucking on. Mm. This is really not a big deal. And I've like recorded one of these over like the past few months. Okay. So I lost momentum and I wonder why. I kind of ran out of friends, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't actually as quick as I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, I got, like, 15 different people, maybe, like, 12, but I don't fucking know. Wait, how, you have, um, you, you've already done 15 of these? 12 to 15. Wow. That's a real podcast. It's a, it's a real, I think you don't need much to do a real podcast yeah. these days, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also, like, a little bit... At this point, for me, I'm tired of, like, thinking about, like, what makes people want to do acting or whatever they're doing. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm really... Like, what makes me want to do it? Because I have a lot of those moments, like, the end is near. Yeah. And do I have the momentum to carry it on? The end is, uh, like, as in... The end of formal schooling. Oh, oh, for you, as opposed to, like, the Trump era is... Oh, that's happening. Oh, God. I really... All right. Mm. A lot of ends are near. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you were really great in Camino. Oh, LOL. That fucking show. You were. You want to talk about it? We can... We can... We can dabble in a in that topic. Okay. Yeah. I don't want this to feel like I'm forcing you to talk no, about no, anything. No, no, no. If you I, want I, it to I, go in another direction, no, I, I'm, by I'm, all means. Listen, I'm... Take me where you want to take me. Uh, what, what do you want to No know? one has ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we don't, we don't have to talk about specific shit. I feel like we can talk more about, like, I don't know, life philosophy. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like, um, I think, what the fuck was it? I don't even remember what I was thinking. My brain is dead. Yeah. Is dead. I have I don't I don't I don't let myself experience a lot of the doubt in like terms of what I'm saying I'm trying to achieve professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think when it comes on, it comes on that much stronger. Like well, not so- only are these feelings real, but like I haven't felt them for X amount of time and it's like large waves. Like, whoa, I have all these doubts. So when, when, do you, when would you say you do, like, actually... You say you don't let yourself experience them, but when do you feel them? Um, I mean, I had, like, a... I feel like I've already blown it out of proportion. I have trouble um, with a lot of things. And one of them is... Um, I don't think I'm a perfectionist because I don't kid myself and think that many things can be done perfectly, mm-hmm. but I think I treat myself a lot like how a perfectionist treats themselves, which is if anything is wrong, you're focusing on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good things have a really short shelf life. Yeah. 
and I don't want to overgeneralize, these are just me things, but it's like it's hard to have perspective, you know, like I can watch myself on film and be like, that's better than it used to be, all these things are better than yeah, yeah, they yeah, used yeah. to be, that's good, and like I think that for like 0.3 seconds, and then like the thing, that, thing that's bad, yeah. I'm thinking about it all day. Because it seems like it's never going to go away. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, completely yeah. defining my life by that thing. Yeah. So that's the doubt you're referring to? like. Yeah, that's th- some that, of it. I guess that encourages doubt. That's, yeah. that's how it's manifesting right now. Yeah. I feel you with that. Um, I don't think it's... I, I used to, like, package it into the thing we're all familiar with, which is, like, the artist needs to suffer. Mm-hmm. I don't really... I don't think I believe that's true. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not but, true, but for myself, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think that's just what I... Well, the, the, how I rationalize, yeah. like, my self-hate around art. I'm like, oh, all artists do this, so now I'm doing that thing that artists sure. do. Sure. I think... I think... That while doubt, like... But did you have to do that freshman year? You have to take one of those seminars, like for like companion seminars to writing the essay or whatever. No, I wasn't here for, as a freshman. Oh, so. so, but you didn't have to do that when yeah. you transferred. No. Well, we had this one big my my lecturer lecturer, I guess, um, had this one lecture where he talked all about doubt, and he showed us this clip from the beginning of the the play Doubt, where or the, the film version where Philip Seymour Hoffman's talking about, he gives this, he's playing this priest and he gives this sermon about doubt. And it's, he's not referring to artists, but what he's saying, I don't know if I remember exactly what he was saying, but it was like, that we're afraid that, you know, we're the only ones doubting. I don't know if this applies yeah. to you because you know that everyone's doubting, but we're afraid that everyone's, that we're the only ones doubting. But when, once we realize that everyone is similarly doubting in, in the same way I don't know I guess it opens up it's, it's applicable to artists because then we can just like stop focusing on that and accept it as part of our lives but I think it, it also shouldn't be shouldn't take the or shouldn't get to the level of like suffering you know Yeah. where it should be like you should to, oh, I fucking hate. I always like talk about Philip Seymour often like I'm like some freshman at NYU who like only knows him as an actor. Well, I, everyone talks about him, and yeah. you know what? I think um, I don't know. Not to make it like some mythical thing, but like I hadn't seen a ton of his movies, but I'd seen him in Boogie Nights, yeah. and when I was I was living in LA when he died, oh. and I felt bad that he died (laughs) as people do yeah and i knew that he went to nyu and i was like i'm gonna apply to nyu yeah yeah it's funny you say that because like he was a major reason why i applied and ended up coming here but Um, he's a weird example because he suffered a huge relapse and drugs killed him so he was kind of haunted by that his entire life uh, yeah but but i think like what was i even oh yeah yeah. so what he said like this is this is uh, apart from uh, the movie Doubt, but, like, he was giving an interview and he talked about it working on Capote and the doubt that helped make that performance, like, as great as it was because that was... I, get, I think a lot of people regard it as, like, one of his best performances. It's not my favorite, but... But anyway, he, he was saying, like, the doubt that he and... I think Bennett Miller directed it were experiencing when they were trying to, like 
co-develop this character because it's such a easy character to parody because he had this like high voice and he was homosexual I think yeah and uh, and they they to get it right you sort of had to ride the line of parody mm-hmm. and there's so much fear there because I mean you could either give an Oscar winning performance or it, you could give a laughable performance mm-hmm. he ended up doing the former but but he did it by like he did it in conversation with that doubt. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so if you can learn to like live with it and use it to fuel you yeah, rather than use it to, I don't know, like slow you down. I, right. Or, or let it slow you down, I should say. Right. Um, but yeah, but I, I mean, I think we always, we have to like con- constantly figure out how to not let it get to the point of suffering yeah. where it's like, it's helping us not, it's, it's sort of like, keeping our confidence in check so we're not walking around and doing whatever we want and being indulgent actors. So we're always, like, checking ourselves and, and sort of being hard on ourselves because we have to, but not letting it get to the point where, like, if we need to, like, indulge for one moment and, like, really experience this and really ride the line of parody or excessiveness in our acting or in any other art, we we can let it... We can let ourselves go there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think... I think um, what I get hung up on a lot is whether some of my fears are real, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, obsessed with figuring out whether they're real. And, like, a lot of things I spend way too much time thinking about, it's completely unanswerable, and there's no one there mm-hmm. to answer it, mm-hmm. so it's only me debating with myself. And so my fears are, like, you know, do I really want to be doing this? Do I have the balls to be doing this? Um, what makes me want to be doing this? And um, I, came, I, I came to a realization on, on Friday after doing some not good work that um, I still subconsciously do things to sidestep making things personal for me. And I had a very clear answer for why that was. And it's because I still feel like my experience is nothing to to write home about and what could I possibly know that could inform any of this. So I've been trying to avoid that at all costs. You know, I, every time someone's like actors become actors who avoid being themselves, I didn't think that was me, but I think that's more me than I thought it was. But you have to do that while simultaneously using parts of yourself. Like the end result is not you because someone perceives it as someone else. Yeah. But it's all you as you're doing it, you know? Yeah, it's... No, it's so it's so true. I mean, like, my my acting teacher the first two years of NYU, uh, who also auditioned me for NYU, Nate Flower from Meisner, and he's, like, this amazing teacher, and he, t- he told us, like, one of the first weeks of school, when he auditions people, he always asks, like, why, why do you want to study acting or whatever? And a lot of people say, like, I want to be an actor because, um, like, I'm, like, really an awkward person. I don't really know how to, like, engage with the world unless I'm acting and I can take on someone else's energy. And he says, like, yes, I'm sure, like, that's true for a lot of people. And he knows it is because they all answer that. But but he says, like, in order to be a great actor, you have to engage with yourself. Like like you said. Yeah. yeah. And in a way, I think once you... Not that I've gotten anywhere near to 
achieving this. But I think once you admit that to yourself, admit like, like for Camino Real, and I don't think I successfully did this, but I was playing two like pretty radical, like unreal, like surrealistic characters. Yeah. And it would have been easy and it was easy most of the time to just be like, this isn't me. I can just go and do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. But, but the moments when I like felt, I don't know how I like got here. I don't think it was any, any of my doing, but the moments when I felt that it was like really me being channeled through those characters. And like, I admitted to myself that the audience, I mean, they were looking at me, they could see my face and my body doing all these things. There's no kidding that it's Griffin up there. And the moments that I admitted to myself that they're, regardless of the fact that I'm playing like a 70 year old version of like Don Quixote, it couldn't be more like me they're still looking at me doing it. And the moments I realized that and sort of like stepped a little bit past the, the fear of that are the moments when I actually was able to like express that character better. Like if that makes sense, I I found more nuance within that character and I don't know why that is, but yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think it's like, because I, I, I think I even said that in the audition. I don't think it's wrong to, come to like I don't think that means that you're not an actor or anything because like you want to avoid yourself through acting but eventually you have to like let go of that right I don't know yeah I don't think I have yet but yeah I think um I mean yeah I'm just I constantly like listen to things that other actors and other artists say which is I think Part of the through line of why talking to people about it interested me because I'm, I wonder how much I have in common and how much I don't have in common mm-hmm. with them. And that's really, my mind is building a case yeah. for why this is or is not. And there are only two black and white answers. This either is the thing or it's not the thing. Yeah, it's and just... if someone was like, because this, you know, we all know these people. They're like, I just walked around. And I looked at these buildings and I sat down and I read this book and I was like, I so responded to it. And this is one of my favorite authors and it made me want to create this thing with all my friends. And I'm like, these are all things I don't do. Yeah, dude, you... All of these are things that I don't do and you're doing all of them. You spend so much time... It's... I think it's fear because I do it too. I I go around and I listen to all these people. Like, like... We, we sit in so many circles in acting school where everyone like expresses how the class went for them or, or how their morning went for them before class. Right. And it's all it, like, if you're like me, which I know you are, you, you, you're spending that whole time saying, I didn't do that this morning. I didn't do yeah, that. I didn't experience that. I didn't experience that. I don't, I didn't read that book or see that movie that way. I didn't cry at the end of that movie or something. And, yeah. you, and by the end you're like, all right, I shouldn't be an actor. And that's such bullshit because if we all went around and said the same exact fucking things about, and like if we all walked around New York and we were all, you know, like, and by the way, being in love with New York is so like problematic. It's like the only people who could actually be in love with this city are like, that's not true. That's, but, but, but in a way it's like, how could you love this city that is just like fucking running you dry of money and like is ruthless to you and and sure I'm like there are days when I'm absolutely charmed by it and when I'm in a good mood I'm like oh I love New York I don't know what I was thinking the day before but like but like part of me thinks like okay everyone's gonna sort of get a little bit tired of it eventually but anyway 
if we, what I was saying is like, if we all, all experience the world that same way, then no one would want to fucking like watch movies. Then we'd all be the same. We'd all be the same fucking obnoxious, like actors who, who value like, and I'm not, I think like the actors who, who are, are, whose emotions are sort of like, like right under the surface are so beautiful and awesome to watch. And, and I think in a way, all actors are striving to get there. And there are some people who are more naturally there than others, but, but the point, I mean, we're all, I I don't like to call myself an artist. I don't think I'm even like, I I still say like, no, I'm studying acting. I don't know if I'm an actor yet, but like, I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I forget where I'm going with that. But I just don't think that that's that. That's what makes us actors. That like seeing the world in one specific way makes us actors. What I do think is, do you remember Christine who taught us mm-hmm. self scripting? Hell yeah. She was. I mean, she's great. I thought she was fucking awesome. And one thing she said, I just think she might have even been talking to you. Was like, um, because I think it, it might have been after like you did your piece and, and it was it was fucking awesome and it was so it was so raw um, and she said like the thing that makes us actors or, or, or artists I think because she's a writer and an actress I think but the thing that makes us artists is not that we experience the world in a specific way mm-hmm. like that's different than everyone else what makes us artists is the fact that we we are constantly examining the way we specifically uh, experience the world. So we're constantly asking questions about that. Oh. Do you see that? That's so interesting. And it's so, it's like, when you think like that, you can never go into one of those circles again and be, and like act like, ah, you know what, this isn't for me because I didn't fucking cry when I looked at the Empire State Building for the first time. Right. You know? Right. I know. I'm, I'm just experiencing this thing right now where... It's so interesting. Like, I definitely had the experience of certain playwrights, plays, blah, 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 you know, being put on a pedestal. So I have to deal with, you know, repercussions of that and trying to relate the material when it's theater. But I feel like theater, there's more subjectivity as to whether it's good or not. A good film performance, if you, it's like, it's, it's more objective, in you my opinion. That is like, can you relate to what they're saying? Yeah. Do you believe that they believe what they're doing? And that's really it. Do you believe, and it's like, it's all in the eyes, all that bullshit. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm kind of noticing like, the many moments, and I think this is over dramatic, but this is how I'm taking it right now. The many moments you would have in a scene on stage where you might like lose your train of thought, you know, but then recollect it and everything's fine and nobody noticed. Yeah. I feel like people notice on film. Yeah. Even if that's not true, when I'm watching myself, I certainly notice it. Yeah. You know? And that becomes a big... Ugh. It's just fucking... It's much harder than I thought it would be. (laughs) And I have much farther to go than I thought I did. Yeah. And that is kind of messing with me a little bit. You know? Because I... I don't, I definitely didn't learn how to fail properly in childhood. And I think trying to pick it up, as with a lot of things as an adult, is very different. You know, it feels like your muscles are formed. And I'm not just saying this as an excuse. Like, if you go to the gym and you haven't worked out for years, 
it's hard. If you learn yeah. a language and you never learned a second language before, that's hard. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. learning how to fail as an adult, especially when you're aware of things like, well, I can fucking get arrested now. You yeah. know, yeah. I have a credit score. You know, it's like where, where do you find those little places to like act out bits of your childhood which you have wanted to create ever since you ironically were far enough away from them that you're like, oh, I don't like how that happened. But now this is 10 years later, so, so you, what do I do about it? You're saying, like, how, how do you find, like, like, the places in your life where you still have nothing to lose and you can yeah. still, like, yeah, that's fucked. And feel that way. Yeah. Feel like you have nothing to lose because... Okay, I think if we're being realistic, you obviously have more to lose as an adult. So you need to be in a space where you can, like, not delude yourself, but you just need to, like, yeah, you need to focus on, on whatever. I don't know. I feel like, um... I understand what I'm saying more than I did, like certainly when I'm having like a disastrous implosion of, of thought. Mm-hmm. Why don't you feel like you're an artist? Like I do have this perception that there's this prototypical artist person and they're always taking shit in yeah. and they're always talking about art and being an artist. And so I felt guilty at points just for having other interests. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was how I first took acting teachers saying, and I've, I've said this on almost every podcast, yeah. saying, if you can do anything else, you should do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? Of course I can do other yeah, things. Yeah, Are you I, telling me not to do I other things? something I talk all the time, yeah. And I'm like, I, I was over, over the summer, I had an internship, and this guy who was like the, he's this like pretty brilliant guy, and he was, he was talking to all the interns. He was the, I guess, the artistic manager, maybe the company manager of this theater company I was at. And he was like, if you can imagine yourself doing anything else, do it. And it's like, oh, I have I have a pretty active imagination. <laughs> like, I can I can see like what I would look like, like happier not doing literally anything else. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't. I really don't know what that means, and I don't. I can't. Anyway, yeah. I I mean, I fuck. I hate to bring up like therapy, but like I please I immediately. Obviously, that week I was like, I brought that up with my therapist, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like. That's a, that's a, it's, you just have to like remember who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Griffin, when someone says that to you, the way your mind works, you immediately tell yourself, and I think it's true with you too, mm. oh, you could, you could, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't think that, that barometer, like, I think that barometer works for a certain type of person, but like. Yeah. It would just be easier, I feel like, to keep. You're, you know, this is understatement of the century, but keep your eye on the prize, i.e. doing what you want to do artistically, if you didn't have to devote so much other time to stuff these days, i.e. paying rent, yeah. checking your emails constantly, yeah. you know, doing all these other things, which we now fucking have to do, mm. you know, just to have several hours of, like, continuous thought on the same subject is hard to find. Yeah. Especially when you have a full schedule. Hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> I, uh... I definitely had the experience over winter break of whatever I had learned in ETW going somewhat into hibernation. Not just because it's winter, but because, you know, 
since I developed a conscience. Conscious. Conscience. It's weird. They're the same word with an N in there. <laughs> <laughs> conscience and conscious. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, Do you think that's because, like, for me, I it happens to me after every studio. Like, during the break, I, without realizing it, suddenly go into, like, I don't want to say artistic, but like spiritual hibernation almost. And like, I'm not as expressive and I'm, I don't realize it, but I'm like less happy. And I start talking the way I used to talk in high school. And yeah, I think that's because we're not as like physical. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't know if it has to do with like three hours a day of sitting in a chair and watching other people do scenes. I think it has to do with like you know the feeling after you had like a great class with Andy or something, or even not a great class, but just a class where the whole time you were you were pushing the limits of your physical like endurance and flexibility, yeah. what you thought you could do, and then afterward, yeah. even if it didn't like you did nothing brilliant during the class, you just feel more alive and like more expressive. Right, and a lot of that feeling for me was like, who cares what we actually did just now? The point is, this was so different for me. That I don't have the energy to, like, do things like feel sorry for myself. Like, let me... This is just different. So it's hard for me. I would have to actively push to not experience how this is different right now. So most of my energy is going towards, like, whoa, this feels different. How does this feel different? You know? I think that's a microcosm of, like, if we're not pushing ourselves to have different experiences, it's so easy to fall back into similar patterns. Yeah. To feel like we're not doing anything. We're stagnating. Yeah. It's like we don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, what to add. I just like I. I think. Yeah, like I'm. I. I'm. It's not that I'm not content over these breaks because I'm doing like what I want to do. I'm like, I guess I'm going home and like watching movies and reading and just like sitting around, which is like definitely a break I need. But it's scary. I don't want to fall into that after college. I guess right. It's like get involved in some dance classes or something. <laughs> Seriously though, I, I think yeah. it's probably important to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't want to do, it's hard. Because if, if a part of you, like, anything that's uncomfortable that you don't do, a part of you is going to say, I hate that, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, where do you draw the line, like, I should do that because it's uncomfortable. Not because I hate it, but I also might hate it. And not accidentally do something which you're just purely gonna hate. Yeah, it's. And then you're like, well, I fucking hated that I did that. I don't know why I did that. It's. I don't think I've ever. If I actually go into something, like I had that experience all the time growing up where I'd be like, I don't wanna do, like my parents would be like, you're going to soccer practice. And I'd be like, I'd throw a fit and I don't wanna do it. And the whole time I'd be crying, then I have to leave the field like halfway through. And that experience obviously didn't go well. But once I got to. Probably once I got to college and I started doing, like, movement classes. And obviously I started them out like, I don't fucking want to do this. I don't, I'm not a mover. I, like... But then if I actually went into it, then there's never a point. Even if I started out with the utmost anger, there's never a point. I'm not saying I felt great afterward, but that I didn't feel like that was worth it. Yeah. Even if I didn't, like, become a better mover after the class. And that's what ETW did for me. Right. Like probably specifically Andy who like who really taught me to to actually go into that anger because that was that was what I had to work with that day that yeah. frustration 
Yeah. And, uh... Fuck yeah. That's what I want to do. Totally. Because it doesn't... It doesn't start as, I don't want to do this, this isn't for me. It starts as, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. This isn't going to be good enough. Mm. Someone's going to judge it. Yeah. I'm going to judge it. Yeah. You know? But... As much as we'd love to not be thinking those things, it's our job to, who cares if other people think it, it, to live in it, you know? It sucks, dude. It sucks sometimes, but but what's good, I think what we learned in that class is like, I guess it doesn't go away completely, but eventually, after like a couple minutes of just like fully living in it physically, it sort of recedes and something else takes its place, and then maybe it'll come back, but like... But it's impossible. I think it would be impossible if you're really going into it to spend a whole two and a half hour class sulking. Yeah. 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 But Abram talks like really well about that, about that feeling like it's not so much that you care what other people are thinking. It's more that like I feel the way I'm moving right now. And if I was someone else, I would or if I wasn't myself and I was sitting in the audience looking at me, I would be like, that guy looks terrible. And it's, it's more like you getting past that and how do you do that? Because I had, I certainly had many sort of physical performance classes before coming to ETW where the teacher just didn't know how to talk me through and nor should they have needed to. I mean, they had a bunch of students who were willing to go there and didn't have that sort of self-doubt, but I, they, they didn't know how to like say like, oh great, you're feeling angry. This is good. Rather than like, all right, this is something to get past. Right. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that feeling of like hating, of, of you hating the way you're moving, not like worrying about what other people are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so because I can't stop thinking about it, um, last Friday, so, so last Thursday, I find out that we are not bringing in commercial sides for class, mm-hmm. meaning like do you ever wonder why AT&T is blah, 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 which I actually love because, and maybe it's interesting for me to examine why I love it is because there's no, first of all, there's no opportunity to even think about character because there is no character. Yeah. You're trying to do your best job reading whatever this is yeah. and at, at giving a shit, you know, at least giving a shit. Ugh. So the formula is the same. Yeah. You're like, if I'm selling diapers, like, who cares? This is not me, but like, who cares if I never want to have kids and I hate kids? Like, at least tap into your understanding of why we need children to like <laughs> further the existence of people. And children need diapers, so now I'm gonna sell these fucking diapers. I don't know why, but it it becomes so much more convoluted for me if I'm given a scene like, and it's almost like these voices are playing like this scene was written by a writer. Especially if the movie was made, like, this fucking thing was a movie. You know those things we all want to be in? This thing was a movie. Now, how am I, lonely old me, like, how do I stack up to being in a movie? You know? But that's really not the trajectory that you should be going. Is like, that's going way up here, and it's like, how do you bring it down? And I think it doesn't matter if if it really seems innocuous. It's like... If the character is angry at something and you just can't relate life-wise, like, yeah. it's okay to be like, remember when I lost my keys and I went seriously ballistic? If if that is believable on screen, like, nobody gives a shit yeah, I mean, if you've yeah. never had that experience. 
but you need to make that connection and not judge it because that's mm. what I'm doing. Like, how is me losing my keys akin to someone's parent dying? Yeah. Like, you know, on a like weighty human experience scale, it's not. But then how do you take that and be like, but I'm going to use it as if it was, Yeah. you know, I mean, you've certainly done a lot of like emotional preparation, which I haven't worked on at all well, since I stopped doing funny, any kind of Meisner training. A, a, emotional NYU. preparation is like so, I feel like it's so different from, I was just with one of my like old Meisner teachers because I'm working at a show over there right now and like a really small part, but I heard her say something that would have been so helpful to hear in my first two years, but she was like, emotional preparation is like the opposite of what we as actors want to do. We, we want to like, you, and it's, it's right, we want to get our life through the scene, not like force ourselves to feel it. And I was like, oh, that's what emotional preparation is. It's doing whatever the fuck you need to get a specific emotion, a specific emotion, not a general one. So Isn't that you it can, only like, for the first moment though? Exactly, yeah. Right. It's doing whatever okay. you need to come on stage so that you have, like, so that maybe your face is, well, okay, right. this is, Sanford Miser would probably kill me, but, like, like if you're walking on there and you're actually upset, doesn't matter if you had to fucking think of losing your keys. Yeah. The audience can project whatever they need to on that. But the, but literally, the point is not to, fe- I mean, I guess it would be great if you can go outside and think about, like, whatever the scene is about, and, and that brings up life in you. But if you can't, that's not the point. Right. At all. And, and then when you're actually working on the scene, I guess that's where the real problem starts, when you actually, like... Yeah. Hmm. It's t- Yeah, it's like... Just film has, has really kicked me in the ass. Like, I need to use... Like, it's all... It's like 15% analysis and 85% imagination. Because all of a sudden... Your partner's not giving you anything. Yeah. Like, I would not be able to get into having a conversation with you if you were just looking at your phone yeah. and you didn't give a shit. Yeah. But but I need to make myself yeah, dude. pretend oh. like you care. My And that is draining. My, my and hard. teacher used to say, and it, it kills me to think about this, but I, I think it's probably true, is that a good actor can, can work off of a wall. Which is like, fuck, dude. But it's true. Like, um... We have, like, Camino Real, which you just saw, uh, the language is so, um, at, at points, nonsensical. I, I don't want to say nonsensical, because there's an arc that you can follow if you want to, but but it's so, so stylized, not even heightened, but just, like, stylized, that for you to get any sort of pinch out of it, you have to do all that work. Like, your partner's not going to give you any of that. Yeah. Because they're saying words that to me and you mean nothing and to the audience mean nothing. They're only understanding the plot if they are off of like the other person's reactions to those words. Right. And so you have to go home and, and I'm not saying I did this at all, but in order for you to give a believable and sort of a performance full of life, you have to go home and personalize all of your partner's lines that are supposed to mean something. What? I feel like I'm searching for, like, a technique in doing that. Like, what is the actual process of rehearsing that process? There's, there, oh, I, and I, because you're like, okay, if you, let's say you've got it easy and it's just one moment. You're like, this definitely elicits a big reaction in my character, but I don't know how to reach that in myself. 
But let's say you attain something that's close, and you're like, yeah. holy shit, maybe I do know. Yeah. How do you rehearse that so that you continue to be able to have that moment? It's, it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fucking like you. It's all you. It's how you need to do it for yourself. Like, I used to, I guess they call that, in, in Meisner, the teachers would call that wedding your personal behavior to the actual circumstance of the scene. Mm-hmm. So that, like when you're going home and you're trying to like say like like we're talking about like I don't know like some some circumstances that you can't relate to but you know how to get that behavior in yourself by thinking of something else so how do you get it so that when that person says that line right. that you the, the actor don't relate to at all how do you get it so that that, that line sort of begets that emotion right. out of you like and if we were having this entire conversation and then someone calls and someone died and like obviously you know that's coming to not bullshit and be like Oh my yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. where does it come and I from? Think like, wh- literally, they, where is it coming from? They call that, like, wedding. And I would always, after class, go up to my my professor and be like, okay, so you just say all you have said. You've explained everything else so well. You explained how to get to the emotional life so well. And uh, But how do you wed it to the circumstance? Like, how do you attach that so that when I'm on stage, I don't have to, like, think, like, oh, that line's coming up. Let me get some tears rolling so that, I, that, yeah. so that they're ready at, like, once that line comes. How do I get it so that th- that line hits me in the way it needs to? And, and the teachers would always be like, yeah, that's the real mystery of acting. <laughs> and I'd be like, fuck. Oh, no. And she's like. I she, was really hanging on that answer. No, I know. And I, <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, great. Like, I finally found the question that's going to solve acting for me and and i think but you're not wrong that question does solve acting if you acknowledge that that's a search and only you can answer that for yourself and you don't hate that that's what you have to do yeah that's That's, it that's like that's the thing well that's the that's the problem of it yeah Yeah. and that's that's i think like there is there's nothing to solve in acting like it's just as complex as it looks like we have to go home and and work out every single line, not the not the line readings, but work out the meaning of every single line, and, and usually the, the lines of our partners too. And we have to do that for every single one, and we have to think about our relationship to, to every character. And yeah, once you acknowledge that it's not, there's no no tricks. Like like Meryl Streep's working harder than anyone else. That's why she's the. That's why she's you know better than anyone else. Yeah. Once you acknowledge that. It doesn't. It doesn't make things easier because you're acknowledging that it's hard. Right. But, but, you stop. You sort of disabuse yourself of this notion that there's something that you're just like. There's some muse that you're waiting to receive, and then right. once you get that, you'll be a better actor. It's just work. Right. And for me, it's also the trust that like I have actually lived enough to like do some of yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah. Like. Mm, I have a hard time believing that. I do too. You know? I do too. My, I I keep talking about Meisner, but but it does have it does have like suitable answers to all these questions. And my I, I brought that up once. They should have put me in fucking Meisner. There there's Meisner everywhere. I so did Meisner before at NYU. Yeah, it's it's great. It's like all, what's great about it is like it just makes you realize that. It's all work. <laughs> it's not like I don't think Meisner is necessarily the right training. For me, or, but I, I I don't know. I guess when I was at Meisner, I realized like part of Meisner training has nothing to do with the Meisner technique. It's just like realizing that you need to work hard. 
That's yeah. that's and that's what I. But but she. But anyway, what my my acting teacher said was like, by the time I think she said, by the time we're five, we've experienced all these major emotions. Like apparently the full spectrum that we're able to achieve for the rest of our lives. Well, like kids are so reactive. I yeah, think the thing yeah. is like, what happens to us? I think we all have our own version of that. Like, what the fuck happened to me? How do I get it back? Yeah. Can yeah. I get it back? Yeah, exactly. Because I feel so fucking desensitized and like. It's, yeah, dude, it's... In all seriousness, when I take, like, psychedelic drugs and become, like, really emotional, I'm honestly like, where is this? Yeah. It's like everything is so high stakes, and you're, like, complete 180. You're like, oh, that person left, and all of a sudden you're sad? Like, what the fuck? Like, that is not how we live our lives. All of a sudden the sun came out, and you're like, this is the best day ever? Like. It's super fucking heightened to everything. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's confusing. I envy those who don't think about their psychology and can just be like, yeah, that guy's happy. I'm going to be happy for that scene. And fucking do it. But I don't think that, 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 I mean, I guess that exists, dude, but like... I know you can't be a total fucking dumbass and be a great actor. No, 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 you can, dude. There, you think there, so? I think, oh my god, yes. I think, that I... I think some of the best, like you said, they're, some of the best people are people who just, like, like, you meet them and you're like, oh, this person just has no fucking clue. And then they get up there and they blow it out of the water. And I'm sure part of it is because they, they're not... They still have that childlikeness, which I think in adults manifests as, like, being a little vacant, honestly. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not it's necessarily a bad thing see it. Yeah, if they can support themselves. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just like, fuck, those kids are just fucking, like, talented. They've just done it. They, they've they done it so much. They did all the fucking high school theater, community theater, and they were the... I don't know. They just get up there, and you're like, oh, there's something about them. They're just fucking talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder a lot, like... <sighs> uh, this is a loaded question, but, like... What if you know you're not one of those people? I don't. I don't. What do you do with that information? Because I think that's just like to, uh, you're like that just freaks me out because like I, I have well, because the two most talented people who I was in a class with in L. A. One is the star of Pitch, the show on Fox, mm. and one is on a soap opera. And when you hear that news, you're like, you're not surprised. You're like, they're fucking amazing every time. Yeah. What if you're not fucking amazing every time? Is there hope for you? Like, what do you do? I don't know, dude. I think so. I mean, I think the, what I've been telling myself is, like, because I, I, I've definitely seen it happen, like, in New York where people I don't, while I'm in school with them, I'm not like, oh, these people are just, like, this is just a one, one, like, what's the phrase? I'm like, one note? No, this is just, like, well, they, they, they just, it didn't look like they were going to find success. Yeah. And then they do. Is it like, like a spirit? Like they're actually better? Like is it a spiritual awakening of sorts? No. Like oh, they they learned how to tap in. No, no. But what I shit. what I think it is is that like, the truth is they're not fucking kidding you when they say everyone's going to have their break. Everyone, I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but but a lot of us are going to have that moment in our lives where we have the opportunity to show everything we've got, and we may or may not be taken one step further but like but uh i think the truth is like you can 
you can live the life of an artist and not be the most fucking talented person or technically skilled person in the world as long... Fuck, dude. I, I'm, I'm talking like I have all the answers. I hate this, but like... I think if you fine. know how to do the work well and you're persistent and you don't crucify yourself emotionally, every time something goes wrong, you will succeed in some way. No, but here's the thing. You're like... I'm, I'm going to use an example from you now. Like that that time in Christine's class when you... Yeah, when you performed your self-scripted piece... And it was like, it was, ex- it was living in your doubt. And it wasn't like, first of all, I don't think you're not one of those people who, who is very talented. You're obviously very talented. And like, I think you just, you, I don't know, your doubt is like what, what is convincing you that you're not. That's not, that's not. Well, that's certainly good. true. Yeah. But, but anyway, so that during that time I was like, I was watching this and I was like, there, there was like, I guess there was form to it, but like the really cool part was just seeing you as yourself, just being so fucking raw and everyone sitting in the circle was like, fuck, I don't think I've ever seen Jonah like this before. And it was so fucking honest and you didn't need to, to be technically skilled or like talented. You are obviously dude, but like it had at that moment it had nothing to do with that it just was like proof that if you get up there and you you you're just honest which is not easy yeah then that that's all that fucking matters that's what's going to make people's mouths drop right i think what it is is like you need to be pretty assured when you're doing something that you know what you're doing even though yeah. even if right before if someone asked you you would have been like I'm not sure if this is going to work. Yeah. If that actually goes away when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have all those doubts before any kind of a scene goes, and now they include stuff like, this great actor did this. Like, I surely don't bring what they bring. And, you know, and that's so easy to believe. But somehow that's not the point. Because I think your mind will give, it gives you stuff that's easy to believe. You're like, well, fuck, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh my God, you're so right. But... It, it's it's hard, yeah. I'm still figuring out how to get around that because the scenes I've picked for myself so far are ones that I've seen other people do great performances of. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an awakening and I realized, like, on some level, I'm just trying to recreate what they did. Yeah. You know, whereas I need to take it a different direction and think, like, why do I like this? Why did I like their performance? <laughs> and how do I get that thing... They seem like very different tracks. Like, why do I like this? How do I do it? And how do I do it for me? Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like taking little pieces from those three and doing You're it. You're talking about at Stone Street? You're yeah. picking all these scenes? Yeah. That must be tough because, like, everything is recorded and you can go online and watch the clips of the scenes you're I about know. to do. Yeah, it's just the wrong... I feel like that's... You should be. Because, like, ugh, it's like... I'm only going to be excited about a scene most of the time if I've seen the fucking movie. Yeah. And if I've seen the movie, I remember who did it, and I remember what it looked like. Can you do plays there? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions? Because God knows I'm I feel like there's a lot of contemporary stuff that... Not that it's supposed to be, like, spoken, like, film dialogue, but if you choose to, you can treat it like like film dialogue, and it would work really well. I'm not a bad idea. 
Actually, and also, like, you, you don't have the temptation of going online and seeing, like, I don't know how, I don't know what the action is on this line. What, what did the guy do in the, in the movie? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's a good, I, I totally get it. Hmm. Hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. Are we done? No. This is fun, dude. We're not done. Okay. Done doesn't mean done forever. No, we're not done. Okay. Let's let's keep talking. Time is it? No. Well, I've been timing us here. What are we at? Holy shit! Is this yeah. how long do they usually run? Would it even help you to know that information? <laughs> did I go, ask did yourself I go, that? I don't know. I want to know if I like if I lasted longer than your other partners. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, um, no, it doesn't matter. I just got the unlimited SoundCloud membership, so it really doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, like, I think... Yeah, what were you going to say? Let's talk about, like, is this is it all about, like, being an actor? Or can, no, what, not necessarily. What, what that's just what I think about to talk about with other actors. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's sort of where the great conversation came out of. Just scary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, what do you have any more questions, or can I ask you questions about acting? You can ask me questions, sure. Um, um, I've realized that I probably shouldn't pick stuff that I've seen other people do. Yeah. Because. Mm. It's just hard. It's it's another step added to like not comparing yourself to another's performance. Mm-hmm. Probably if I saw a movie and someone did a terrible job, but I'm like these lines are great. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't, wouldn't have that yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, hmm. so fucking tough. But it's I like, just need to get more more ardent with my work because if I'm if I'm trying to personalize something, I'll have moments where I'm like, no, my experience is not enough, or like, who are you fucking kidding? Like, I'll have dialogues with myself. I'll be like, you think you know what this line is about? Well, well, you definitely don't know. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, sometimes, I don't know. I Because I, I feel like I'm in the same situation as you, where like, I came to school and I was like, fuck, maybe I don't have the type of sensitivity. I don't have the sensitivity of an actor. So I go home and like all the work they give you, at least for like the first year and a half is like, go home and think about this. And like, what behavior does that bring up in you? And it's like, well, really? for someone as, as fucking like doubtful and can you give me an example? Well, like for instance, with emotional prep, when that first started, yeah. I thought I was like, oh, I'm, it just is not for me. Cause I can go home. I can like, I would just go home and think about, like, my mom getting, like, into a fucking car accident. Yeah. And I'd be like, great, this makes me upset. No. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. And that's what, I mean, I eventually sort of learned to do that. But at first I was like, fuck, I'm going to think about exactly, like, the circumstances of this scene. And I'm going to fucking go in there and it's going to be unstoppable. And you do that and and you get in, uh, the, the second you open the door, there's nothing. You're dry as fuck. Right. And eventually, I mean... This isn't the goal, but eventually you learn to at least start off making it easy for yourself. I'm not saying like making it general. You still want specific emotion, but 
you you can't start off like you can't bite off more than you can chew. It, it's it's attractive to especially an actor because you want your performance to be the best. But the only way to get there is to start off with like, all right, I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna think about like, what if my mom died of fucking cancer? Yeah. And it's not like it's not. So by easy, you mean like what? What you know, do I what know? Com- what? Yeah. What thing? Yeah. What yeah. things that I relate to this come? You know, closely. Yeah. Yeah. Are the first things to pop yeah, up. Yeah, Bill. Exactly. Exactly. Because like it's, I'm trying to think of like like one like okay so I used to get a ton of scenes in in Meisner about like I think like about abortions or dead children I think I had like three of those scenes and at first I was like I think my my teacher's like reading me so fucking wrong because I don't want to be a dad ever <laughs> and and. No, I, I mean, at this point, I'm like, I probably fucking want to be a dad a lot. Okay. I think my teacher was right. But, okay. like, but but the point is, like, I, I would... But I not would a dad it. with a kid who gets aborted. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay. So, but but I, but I was like, I think he's got me all wrong because I don't really care, like, about, like, an aborted child. And the truth is I'd be fucking crushed, I think. But, the, but I had nothing in my emotional referen- field of reference to, to go by. I couldn't go outside of the room and say... Fuck, my kid just died. Cause then, cause what is that? Like, what kid? Yeah, With whom? So, so I would, I would go name? home. I would go home, and for my homework, I would go and like, and I, I, I honestly hope that in the future this works for me. But I would go home, and I would say, all right, so today I'm gonna daydream falling in love with a woman. Next, next week I'm gonna daydream uh, having a child with that woman. And then finally, once those things have become real for me, I'm gonna kill that child. <laughs> <laughs> and. And, it, and I, I'd get in the class and I'd be like, oh, I just, I thought, I thought about this scene for three fucking hours last night. This is going to be a fucking emotional roller coaster. And I get in the room and, and it, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Because, I, yeah, I thought about it for a while. But, like, the, the truth is I never at one point did what I know I needed to do, which was go to some place that, that would actually bring up that emotion for me. Mm. Um so it's it's very much about being discerning. You're like, do I give a shit about this imaginary thing? You you have to, yeah, and you have right. to be like non-judgmental about it too. Because like, I would go home eventually and be like, who, what the fuck kind of monster am I that goes home and thinks about a dead kid, his dead kid, and doesn't doesn't wreck him for the rest of the week? Because there are kids, you know, who will go home and and just they can buy it like that. It's beautiful. Right. And, but then again, you could easily say, if like. You lost your laptop and it made you that sad. You could say that to yourself. What yeah. kind of a monster am I that I got more upset thinking about my lost laptop than well, I did a dead child? It's funny because like you would, I, I would do that and I would go in class and the teacher would probably like end the scene early and say, wait, 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 what's going on? And then I would get so fucking pissed off. I get red in the face and she'd be like, oh, wait, something's happening now. Is this like, did you, maybe the daydream's working. Go out and go out and start the scene again. And I would go out and take all my anger that this fucking scene wasn't working and put it in there. And she'd be like, that's, that's what it is. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, like when you said, like, when you use the example of like losing your keys, it's still specific. It's specific in you. It's in your body. So just fucking use it and stop judging yourself. Right. Because I think what it comes at, yes, there are very, very, there are artists. And this is what I think what separates me from artists. There, there, there are artists who go home and they say, I need to know what it feels like to 
to lose a ch- to to be first of all to, as a as a like eighteen year old I need to go home understand what it what it feels like to be married for twenty years to lose a child after four years and and to like have a, like a, a marriage in the ruins I need uh, to go home and do that and and they can do it but like I think what what for me is like really taking me on a learning curve right now and I don't know if it looks great or anything but for me is like really satisfying is realizing it has. N- for me, it has nothing to do with that. It's all about knowing what you need to do for yourself so that tomorrow at a rehearsal, you can bring what you need to for your partner. Mm-hmm. Because they are not looking, I mean, all they can see is whether or not the, the emotion is real or you're, or you're pushing it. Right. Okay, here's a question. Um, since it's, you're also your own judge of this, how do you know when you've done enough preparation? You, you, you're always a little uncertain, I know. God knows. Yeah, I don't think, I think like, that's why film scares the shit out of me because you get, I mean, yeah, there's a threshold where it's like, I've done enough preparation, right? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, I can, I basically know what my my objectives are in the scene and I know, and I've like thought about the meaning of like, or the emotional circumstances of the scene enough that I can probably get worked up I guess during the scene but yeah I don't I don't think it I, I I still think it only gets better if you just keep working on it and so like with film it's like you get you get a week to work on this and it's like well what if I had five more weeks to rehearse this right wouldn't it be better not necessarily because I, I feel like you think we learned again in Christine's class with like the varied times of doing stuff uh, yeah. and a couple things Maddie said like yes you could think of something in those however many extra weeks, which is great. Yeah. But you could not. That's true. And you could spend those weeks wondering and losing momentum. But there's also a lot of... Don't you think there's a lot of technique that needs to be... Like, okay, so for instance, what I think you should be doing, or what I think has started to help me during rehearsals is like, is you build a... Like, if you just have one scene, you build a structure in that scene of, of objectives and actions and meanings in place and... Uh, and all the various other like technical stuff of acting, you build that structure so that you can eventually find freedom in that scene. Um, and I think the f- if you don't like, you know how like if you don't have any rules, you can't. You're almost like more chained up. You're more fettered than if you if you were just laden with rule, if you had like, like, like Christine would give us exercises, like, all right, you have to include this, 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 like a prop, this right. line. But what if she had said just right? Yeah. We would have just sat there with a fucking pen and a pencil. And then like, I have no fucking idea. But the minute she gives us rules, then you can do that. And so like working on a scene, you give yourself these rules right? of, of like, all right, right now I can improvise within the action of seducing or or within the action of, like, I'm so bad at actioning, so I don't fucking know anything other than Wait, is it a Meisner thing that they give you, like, X amount of, like, essential actions? They're like, everything is either, you know? No. No, that's, that's like, the opposite of Meisner, okay. I think. But, I, but, that, but, but that's something about Meisner that I sort of loathe, that it was, like, sometimes if you just make things simpler for yourself, like, okay, right here you're, you're either, like... I don't know, whatever those, like, that short list of actions is. Yeah. Because it's not so much, like, I think, it, especially for me, where I'm at right now, it's more like, just, it doesn't matter if it's the right thing, just give me a specific thing to play around with. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. 
You're giving me so many good ideas. I don't know. But anyway, I guess to come back to film, it's like, if I was given a script, for, like, my instinct, as it was in fucking high school, and as it was in middle school before that, is to, like, make this, like, I know how to make this sound like a real line. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how to make this sound like real talking. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm doing, I guess. And I guess I guess a great film actor is someone who like wouldn't be thinking that way. Is someone who would be like, "How can I make the emotion real on first go?" But like for me, what I need to do is to get myself out of the the instinct to like make the line sound real. I need to create these actions and and or just a specific arc of the scene, right? That can like that that takes me away from. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I uh, I think I I, need, I really need to get back to basics because God knows after how many years of studio training you're just given so many tools. Yeah. And so it becomes harder to to not like you can still not know what you're doing, but it's like it's much more embarrassing. You're yeah. like God, I've been given so much. So what's missing here? Like, let me pick. Like what do what comes to the top of my head which resonates with me? Yeah. There's probably a reason. Oh, those are the things that I actually want to do. Yeah. So I'm gonna work on doing those things mm-hmm. super well. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And fuck the rest. It was good at the time. Maybe it'll pop up it later will, if yeah, I need it'll it. It'll pop up later. And that's sort of what it is. It's like here's your tool bag. Here's after four years of school, here's your tool bag. During your four years, you didn't use them at all. You don't know how to use them yet. But like once you, once the once the need arises, because that's what it. I, okay, I'm, I fucking hate the way I talk on this shit. But like, <laughs> like I think what it is is like, it's it didn't make any sense to us or, or to to me at least, and I because we're so similar, I figure to you too. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense to us at the time because we hadn't been acting in a way that like the need arose for for those techniques like we didn't even the, the problem hadn't even arisen yet and so wh- how how so when i go when i start learning about like emotional prep it doesn't make any sense because it's not solving anything for me once i get out of school and i'm realizing fuck here are all the pitfalls that i'm i'm falling into then i realize oh i learned how to deal with this let me go home and like try to remember because i take shitty notes but like try to remember like what they said about that and maybe I can figure it out now that the need has, has arisen. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Let's go get lunch. Okay, yeah. Fuck this podcast, dude. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs>